Hello, this is Alex Malou for the IBC Amina podcast. I am in somewhere incredibly trendy today in a place called Raw Coffee. Um, I feel as if I'm in hipster's paradise, but I am not here just to have a lovely flat white, which is fair trade. We are here to do something very different, record a podcast on the issue of sustainability. And I am joined by one of the speakers for Aminacom. Manaim, great to uh, see you here. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for joining me in Raw Coffee, my best uh, coffee spot in Dubai. Well, with that, we're going to be talking sustainability. But before we jump into that subject, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Cool. Um, my name is Mona Amr Al-Laham. I'm uh, 34 years old. I'm Tunisian, proud Tunisian. Um, I've been here in Dubai, living in Dubai for about seven years. Um, I came here to Dubai to start a venture with um, my best friend, Eric Hansel. Uh, it's called Sustainable Square. It's a Dubai-based agency that focuses on uh, practices related to CSR, sustainability, and social impact. So we started here, two little boys trying to make a difference and then try to push the private sector and governments and NGOs you know, to become more responsible and sustainable and ethical. And long story short, in seven years, we've managed to to crack, to crack good deals you know, around the region and then to become one of the uh, most active players, serious players um, in the Middle East um, uh, when it comes to supporting uh, private sector organizations, foundations and, and governments on their sustainability journey. And then we've um, uh, thought bigger. We said uh, we can be global if we have managed to, to drive a successful story here in the region. So let's try um, to extend our boundaries. And then we went to India. We started an office in India, in Mumbai and Bangalore, focusing on India alone. You know, it's a big market. And then uh, we said, uh, I'm an African. I'm a proud African. So I said, OK, I want to drive an impact in Africa. So we went and we started an office. Uh, we established an office in Nairobi, Kenya, focusing on East Africa. And uh, we have a, a very um, um, optimistic, let's say, global expansion plan where we would love to become one of the best um, and uh, serious players to push the global sustainability agenda. So watch your space for sustainability. Monaim is coming for you. Before we jump into to that, because that's going to be a completely different subject for another podcast, hopefully in not too distant future, you're going to be talking at Aminacom and you're going to be talking on the issue of sustainability. You've done research recently looking at sustainability for the first time. I think I haven't seen any research like that recently. And you've been looking at the issue of sustainability across emerging markets. What have you found? What have you seen which you did not think you would see when it comes to the topic of sustainability? When first we started thinking about um, conducting um, Amina-based um, CSR sustainability study, uh, it was because we lack data in the airport. We have no data related to CSR sustainability. And we said we need that quantitative data that can help decision makers, you know, to kick off sustainability journeys based on real metrics. So we, we, we rolled out a survey to about 2,000 companies in the airport all the way from the UAE to Mauritania, and then we've managed to, uh, to get 700 companies in the Arab world responding to this, which is gold data that it has never been captured. If I may um, share with you guys um, uh, one of the best data um, uh, that uh, really shocked us, that about 70% of, of companies in the Arab world, they, are, they have already kicked off a CSR and sustainability strategy, or they are in the process to start it. Um, 65% of the companies in the Arab world, they have in no way aligned with the sustainable development goals. Um, only, although only 40% of the companies in the Arab world, they have been reporting in a sort of a document disclosing on their sustainability metrics. So these three data, they can help to tell you that 
the Arab world is on track. Uh, probably the, um, the, the social changes that have happened in the Arab world have really triggered that, that the community is pushing private sector to contribute more and to contribute to sustainable development goals. All the Arab countries, the governments, they are committing to global uh, commitment. They're putting global commitments to the sustainable development goals, which means they have to trickle all these commitments to the private sector because the private sector is contributing massively to the economy. So they have to play a role there into the sustainable development goals. So sustainability is on track in the Arab world. Some, they do realize um, uh, the real business case of it. Others, they're still in the process to explore. And others, they're still silent. But I would say the majority are on track. But what is interesting is you're saying about, but the yeah, beautiful coffee, by the way, just mentioned that raw coffee company, if you want a good cup of coffee, and I know many communicators complain about mainstream coffee shops, come down here, it's fair trade, coffee's great, baristas are fantastic, and as I said, there's loads of hipsters. So if you want to see a beard in Dubai, this is where you come to, okay? Um, going back to the topic, You've mentioned about sustainability. You mentioned about the Arab world beyond track. But something also struck me. You said that 70% are looking at this and doing something, but only 40% are reporting back. So only 40% are talking about the subject. So first thing is, first thing which pops in my mind, why the discrepancy here? And secondly, the bigger issue of sustainability as a driver of reputation. Is this a factor when it comes to sustainability among organizations in emerging markets? Do they now see this as something which will help them be positioned in a better light with their key stakeholders? 100%. It's on track. See, when we talk about reputation and sustainability and CSR, we do not have to limit it to only community. Because the investors are concerned about the information, the community is concerned about the information, the government is concerned about the information, the suppliers are concerned, and the customers are concerned. I was on talk with so many companies in the Arab world that tell me that we have received so many surveys from global institutional investors requesting data around sustainability. Our customers, if we would like to apply for a tender, customers are requesting sustainability data today. The community is pushing. They would love better transparency, better um, reporting to them, telling them what have they done for certain communities. The government is requesting and pushing for sustainability data. In the Arab world, we have seven stock markets that have um, uh, committed or submitted their commitments to the Global Sustainable Stock Exchange Initiatives, which means in two years they have to mandate sustainability disclosure and reporting for all the listed companies there. So we're going to have a massive amount of data being um, disclosed from the private sector, which can be used by customers, by investors, by the community, by the government. I, I guess we are on track. It's just that we have to speed up the process a little bit because we, we, take so, we tend to take so, many, so much time you know, into uh, materializing these commitments, but we are on track. We are on track. Let me then go back to transparency. Where should organizations begin if they want to start publicizing or speaking about what they're doing on this subject? First thing, which I'm known for, organizations, they have to cut the fluff when it comes to talking about CSR and sustainability. We see massive amount of press releases talking for nothing. Nothing, like empty data being published in newspapers, a lot of tens of um, uh, uh, press releases being produced by a company for just, you know, taking their employees to, uh, to paint, walls, uh, paint walls in the schools. So we have to be a little bit realistic, you know, what kind of impact we are communicating with the audience. The community are more knowledgeable today. 
If we keep thinking the community is not knowledgeable, we are wrong. We are shooting ourselves in the dark. The community and the public are more knowledgeable than ever before because of social media, because we have access to the, to the information. So we have to get ourselves as, as private sector to that level to understand that we cannot fool them anymore. We have to communicate decent data to them. If I, like, I've seen organizations, in, in a matter of fact, I've seen organizations distributing food during Ramadan and connecting it to the SDG number two, eradicating hunger. As, uh, how is the connection between distributing food during Ramadan and then trying to reduce hunger in the Arab world? While the SDGs, they came as an investment opportunity to you invest, you innovate into your product and portfolio so you can sell to a new category of, 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 of community that you don't have access to, the, to these um, commodities. You know what I mean? So we're still fluffing. We have to get the message to a level that has to be community impact driven rather than just fluff. That is quite important. You also missed out blood drives as well. Um, but uh, I, won't, I won't hold that against you. What else would you say to organizations when it comes to communicating? You know, where should they begin? You've got obviously reporting, which is a big step, but what can they do between cutting out the fluff are looking at the reporting elements of, of communicating with their stakeholders? I think organizations today, they have to start realizing at which stage they are um, uh, ready to go out to the public and then try start to communicate about their sustainability performance. Believe it or not that organizations today in private sector, they still fear criticism for the community. So for them, the, the first question they're going to ask you, okay, why am I opening up so much to the community? You know, I don't want this flow of criticism, but the criticism is coming anyway. Social media is out there, you know. You cannot hide anything today. If you have flair close to a community, carbon emission is obvious to the community. They will tell you, oh, this is carbon emission. And you're talking about like very humble communities, like rural areas, you know, in Saudi Arabia or in Oman. And they do realize that that's car carbon emission. I do put pressure on companies, you know, to reduce their carbon. So... And they go on Twitter and Facebook and then Instagram and they'll keep posting about it. So you, you, you are degrading your reputation because of this. If you don't open up and tell them, I have installed this investment to reduce my carbon emission and my commitment from now until 2020 is to reduce it by minus 20% and I'm going to report to you in an annual base, then, you know, really, you know, building that trust with the community. So transparency is building trust. If you want trust from your community to get the social buy-in, you have to start communicating today. So essentially, being open, start the conversation, and also communicate in a way which your stakeholders understand, not just simply putting it in a report, but actually going out to the communities, to others, and saying, this is what we're doing, these are our commitments, and hold us to it, and we will keep talking about the progress we're making. Definitely. I've seen organizations, they go to the majlises, like in rural areas, because you're not going to like invite these sheikhs, you know, and then Bedouins, you know, to, to a forum to talk to them. You have to go to their majlises and speak their languages to tell them that this black thing coming out from our, this is our commitment to, to this. This is how I'm going to reduce it. Speak their languages so they're going to understand you and support you. I've seen organizations, and believe it or not, I've, wor I've been working with a client in Oman. I, I can say the name, Oman LNG, um, uh, Oman LNG, which is the largest gas company in Oman. They have received their annual insurance bill from the insurance company. And you know the insurance companies, they, they bill you based on the risk. So they value, they value the risk, they evaluate the risk, then they bill you. 
their insurance bill last year came with a discount of about $5 million. And they asked the insurance, why, why did you reduce, why did you give us a discount? They said, because when we interviewed the community around the plant, all the community said that we are super proud of these organizations that have been supporting and decreasing their impact and supporting our infrastructure. So if something happens to this factory, we will be the first to save it and protect it. So they said there is no social, uh, or the social rank, or the social risk has decreased from eight point to three point. So they gave them a discount. So, so contributing to the community and then managing and measuring your environmental impact and activating a proper CSR to that community has managed to reduce your insurance bill because the social risk has decreased. That's the pure business case of sustainability and CSR in the rural area in Sur in Oman. Well, let's see if we can come up with more business case examples in uh, in Bahrain in February. But uh, for now, Manaim, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for bringing me here and showing me something new in Dubai. It's always wonderful to do that, having lived here for about 12, 13 years. But it's been a pleasure and uh, look forward to seeing you in two months' time. I look forward to see all the participants of the conference. I have a lot to share and I will prepare a decent presentation with a lot of facts, no fluff, so people can enjoy it and learn as much as possible. See you soon. There you go. Transparency, no fluff, sustainability. That's what I'm in a nutshell. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Stay tuned for the podcast in a couple of days' time. Until then, take care.